Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe we're ready for the word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you have already done. And Father God, we thank you for being in the midst of us on today. God, I know that you're in the midst of us. And God, I'm thanking you that you are already in the midst of us. But God, now that you are in the midst of us, I thank you for manifesting yourself even the more. I thank you, God, that healing is in the midst. Deliverance is in the midst. Love and joy and peace is in the midst. God, we just thank you for your presence being here. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, be our teacher, be our helper, lead us, guide us into all truth. And Holy Spirit, as you lead us and guide us into all truth, I thank you that you have already filled my mouth. And as I speak the word of God on today, it will be like fire, God, surrounding us, Father God, in the name of Jesus. It would be like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces. It will be like a two-edged sword. I thank you and I praise you, Father, that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me because I have been crucified with Christ. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to go with me to Genesis, the 29th chapter. And I believe that God is bringing this in the body of Christ for a reason. And God always have a reason for doing things. God know your need. And sometimes we don't even know what we need. But God know what you're in the need of. Go with me to Genesis 29. And I want to look at verse 31 through verse 35. Genesis 29 verse 31 through verse 35. The word of God reads. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated. He opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bared a son. She called his name Reuben. For she said, surely the Lord have looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bared a son and said, because the Lord have heard that I was hated. He have therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bared a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me. Therefore, because I have borne him three sons, therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bared a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left barren. God said, to me, the message today is, See me, hear me, be attached to me syndrome in the body of Christ. There's a hear me, see me, be attached to me syndrome in the body of Christ. And all of that has a root to it. And the thing is, if we don't understand where our root is, we're still dealing with symptoms. That's what a syndrome is. It's, it's symptoms that you're dealing with over and over again, and you haven't got the, to the root of those symptoms. So God want to get to the root today of things that's going on in your life. And some of us think that we are aware, but we're not aware. The enemy is playing games with your mind and wants you to think that you have hit the root, but you actually have not. 
And until you get the root, you will not get the fruit that's coming from that root. So when you get the root, everything else dies out. Because when a plant is planted in the ground, it comes from a seed. And that seed has to take time to germinate. As that seed began to germinate, it began to make those roots in that ground. And the longer that seed stay in that ground, that seed began to grow. And you know what that seed is once you see the fruit from that seed. But you will not see any fruit until you put the seed in the ground. So you have to know what you're planting so you will know what kind of fruit you're getting from what you planted. We have planted so much in our hearts that some of us are not even aware of because we have a custom um, to do and to be. When you know what the root is, you can destroy the fruit that's coming from the root. People are seeing your fruit, but they don't know the root that's causing this fruit. So this is what we're going to get rid of today, this root. And God is calling this root rejection. And coming through rejection, everything comes from it. And I'm going to prove it in the word of God to let you know. Some of us say, I'm not rejected. Then I'm going to bind that lie right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to lose truth. Some of you don't even know you've been rejected. And when you don't know you've been rejected, you will live with rejection all your life. And this is what the enemy is feeding off of. And this is why other things are coming in your life. And if you don't recognize this, you're going to keep dealing with the same symptoms over and over again. Notice that when you go to a doctor's office, they're asking you your symptoms. If they don't ask you questions, then they're not going to be able to give you answers based upon what they have studied or based upon what they have saw. Even when you go to a psychiatrist or whoever it is, they have to talk to you to see what's really going on with you. But I'm here to tell you, no doctor, no psychiatrist can heal you the way God has already healed you. They can give you everything in the world and that just deal with the symptom. But if the root ain't dealt with, you're going to still deal with these symptoms, which is the fruit. When we look here... We're talking about Leah and what happened with Leah. If y'all read Genesis 29, um, Jacob, he worked for, um, what is it, Rachel? He worked for her for seven years. When he first laid eyes on Rachel, he knew that Rachel was going to be my wife. So what he did, he told Laban, I will work for her for seven years, in which he did. At the end of those seven years, he did not get Rachel. He gave him Leah. And when he woke up and he looked at Leah, Leah knew at that point she was rejected and she was not loved by her husband. What am I saying? We have men and women together in a marriage that married the wrong man and married the wrong woman. And when you wake up, you say, what have I done? And that woman or that man feel rejected because they have been put in a place that they felt like they should not have been put in. But understand this, you put yourself in places that you shouldn't put yourself in, and the root of it is rejection. Rejection wants to say, hear me, see me, be attached to me. A person that's rejected is just looking for love. So Leah wanted to be loved by her husband. And then we look at how Jacob was working another seven years because he really wanted Rachel. He got Rachel, but then Leah, to uh, the Lord saw that she was hated and unloved, so she began to bear him children. So she 
thinking, the more children I bear him, this man is going to love me. When you look at the scripture, it was based on getting love from that husband. Women, some of y'all in this room want to be loved by your husband. But I'm here to bring you a word today to let you know a man cannot love you when he really don't know what love is. He cannot love you when he's been rejected himself and he don't know the love of God. So you're looking for someone or something to fulfill what you're missing and you still ain't figured out what the root cause is. The root cause is rejection. Let's say, let's uh, think about where rejection come from. And the Lord took me um, through the word. It come through Satan. When you go to Isaiah 14, this shows you, it says that he had, he was fallen from heaven. He was cast out of heaven. And the reason why he was cast out of heaven, which he was known as Lucifer, but when he cast, got cast out, he's known as Satan. He was cast out because of his pride. He wanted to be above God. He wanted to sit upon the throne of God and that got him cast out. And when he was cast out, when you look at rejection, it means to throw away. It means to look at as being vile. It means to look at as being worthless. You're feeling unwanted. You're feeling unneeded. So you're cast away. So when Satan was cast out of heaven, he was rejected by God. And the reason why he was rejected by God is because of pride, and pride is sin. He wanted to be exalted. Satan wanted to be heard, seen, and attached to. And when he couldn't get what he wanted, he began to rebel against God. See, Satan was full of beauty, and he know this. And some of us think that we're the best thing that ever walked. Some of us think that we look better than anybody else. We dress better than anybody else. Nobody won't reject me. And see, the problem is you are, you already have rejection, but you're doing things so you won't be rejected. Some people get their hair done, get their nails done, get the lashes done, wear nice clothes because they want to be seen, heard, and attached to. You're not satisfied with you. No matter how you make up your face, no matter how pretty your nails look, your feet look your clothes look guess what the inside is tore up you're trying to make the outside right but the inside is still tore up this is still dealing with the man too a man want to um you know go out there and buy nice suits buy nice casual clothes get nice um uh haircuts and all of this but the inside is still messed up and when a person want to be seen heard and attached to you are suffering from the root of rejection And this is what we're going to deal with today. So we see that he was cast out of heaven because he rebelled against God. So you got to understand Satan want rejects just like him. He wants you to be rejected by God. So what he did is he went into the garden of Eden. This was the perfect place that God had created for male and female. God had made this place the way that God wanted this place to be. And you got to see a loving father in the garden, garden of Eden. Nothing missing. Nothing was broken in this garden. They had a peace of mind. They weren't worried about money. They weren't worried about food. They weren't worried about clothing. Everything that they need, God had already provided. Listen at this. Already provided. It was provided, Teresa, before he placed them in the garden. Y'all don't get it? It was provided before he placed them 
in the garden. God ain't going to put you in a place where you don't have. Our problem is we think we don't have, but God will never put you in a place where he ain't already provided for you. I don't care if it's a little one-bedroom apartment. He's not going to put you in a place where he have not made provision for you. That's not a loving father. So he already made provision for them. He placed them in that garden. They had everything that they needed, but old Satan said, I'm going to use God's creation And I'm going to turn it around to use what God has created against God. So the first thing that he did, he knew what God told them. God told them, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Come on, how many times have God told us something and the enemy want to switch it around and make it look like that ain't what God said? So the first thing that he did about see me, hear me, and be attached to me, I want you to catch this. He took one of God's creations, which was the serpent, and the Bible said the serpent was the most, what, subtile. He was the most crafty um, animal or whatever God had created. So he used that serpent. Guess what? He wanted to be what? Seen. So he used God's creation because he wanted light still on him. He still wanted to be exalted. So as he began to speak to Eve, He wanted to be heard. He began to take the very word that God had given and he began to turn it around and say, have God really said? Okay, seen and heard. He's speaking. Now, Eve, she wasn't paying no attention to that tree. Understand this. The enemy wants to work with you through the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life. This is how he operate in the world. If he can get your eyes on something that your eyes shouldn't be on, if he can get your flesh to desire something you can't have, and then he will make you feel like, you know, it's because of me that I'm in the place that I am. This is, the, this is how the enemy does. So what he was doing, he was saying, okay, I want you to see me, hear me, and be attached to me. Eve began to see She began to hear, and then she began to join herself to sin, and this is outside of God. So he knew, if I can get you to attach to me, you're going to detach from God. And this is what happened in the Garden of Eden through one tree. Had all the trees. God say, eat off of any tree in that garden. But this one here, I don't want you to touch it. Now, look what the enemy does. He got Eve to eat first. Of course, a married woman, she's going to feed her husband. She's going to say, baby, come on, try some of this fruit. See, they didn't get to the root of it. They was just eating the fruit. They was just saying, when God said, don't you do it, the devil was saying, go ahead and do it because God don't want you to be like him. Come on, rejection. See, the enemy wants you to feel like you rejected, and he wants you to feel like you got to stand out more than anybody else. This is what's happening with rejection. See me, hear me, be attached to me. So once she gave it to her husband, this is what I'm going to show you how you know you're dealing with rejection. After they ate the fruit, their eyes come open. They were no longer seeing the way God wanted them to see. God wanted them to see good all the time. God didn't want them to see evil. Because everything God created is good. He's a loving father. He wanted them to see good in everything. No matter how it looked, he wanted them to see good. 
So after they ate it, guess what happened? They began to see themselves naked. See, there was no problem with them being naked before. But all of a sudden, shame and guilt come in. The root is rejection. Part of rejection, when you feel in shame and guilt, you got some rejection there. So they begin to see that shame and guilt there. So guess what? When they heard the voice of God, they begin to have fear. There you go. You got fear, you got shame, and you got rejection coming from a root of rejection. So when you know what the root is, you're going to be able to identify the symptoms coming from that root. If you don't know what the root is, you will hit the symptoms, but the root is still there and you follow in the same pattern. So with rejection, you're looking at shame, guilt, and you're looking at fear. And then you begin to hide yourself. You begin to isolate yourself from people. That's what's happening. I don't fit in. I'm feeling unneeded. I'm feeling unwanted. Nobody don't want me around. Did they not feel like this with God? They were hiding from God because of their shame, because of their guilt. They were feeling like, okay, I don't have my place here no more. So guess what? The enemy got what he wanted, y'all. And we allow the enemy to get what he wants because we don't take the time to recognize the root of the situation. We're covering it up by dealing with the symptom, but we're not dealing with the root. Until you deal with the root, you're going to deal with the fruit for a long time. Then the God began to show me this, y'all. There go Adam and Eve. They got rejected from God because God told them, do not, and they did. He gave them one command. And out of disobeying that one command, look at all that come upon them. So Satan knew, now you're rejected like me. So now they have characteristics of Satan and not of God. Because the spirit that they had that come from God, which gave them life, departed from them. Now they got a spirit of death in them, controlling them. And this is why sin entered the world through one man and death came upon us through that one man, which was Adam. Because the wages of sin is death. Now let me show you how the enemy did this. The enemy knew if I can get one, one. Now remember this. They had not at this time um, had any children, right? Because God told them, I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply. The devil is so cunning. He knew at that time it was just Adam and Eve, y'all. They had not had any children. But guess what happened? Once Adam knew Eve, when you go into Genesis, the fourth chapter, they had two children, Cain and Abel. Remember, rejection was already in the bloodline because there was sin there. Y'all better catch on. It was already there in the bloodline. He didn't have to do nothing else. It was already in the blood because life is in the blood. So after she had the two children, Cain and Abel, this is what began to happen. Cain was a tiller of the ground. Both of them had a profession, things that they did. And then we see that Abel was, what, a shepherd. He tended to the sheep. So they began to come to God. And when they was coming to God, they were coming to him to worship him. And when Cain came to him, it said in the process of time, he bought from the fruit of the ground. Then it said Abel, he bought his first um, sheep and then the fat from that sheep. So God looked upon both of their offering. And the Bible said he had respect 
for Abel's offering, meaning that he approved of it. So that means he wasn't rejected. But when it came to King's offering, the Bible said he did not have respect. He did not approve of his offering. Now, people say, okay, he didn't approve of his offering. Let me tell you why. Because sin was there with Cain. When you go look in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, it tells you why God was not approved of King's offering. It's because Abel offered his offering in faith. He trusted God. He believed in God. How did he trust God and believe in God? Because God gave them a word. He told them, this is how I want you to come to me. But King took it upon himself. His heart wasn't right. King wanted to come to him the way he wanted to come to him. He didn't want to come to him the way God told him to come to him. I'm telling you today, you got to come to God in faith. And when you come to God in faith, you come into him with what he said and not with what you want to do. See, it's too many Christians saying they're worshiping God, but you're worshiping God outside of his word. You cannot be a worshiper of of God outside of his word. The Bible says we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And you cannot even worship him in spirit and in truth without being born again, having the same spirit he have and coming to him with truth, which is the word. Because he says, sanctify them in truth because my word is true. So Cain was coming to him. He brought the fruit of the ground. But he did not bring what God told him to bring. So he was outside of the will of God. Guess what happened? King was rejected. Guess what? Rejection come through the bloodline, didn't it? Rejection was already there. The root was there. Being that rejection was there, when God rejected him and told him, I don't accept what you brought, he became angry. If some of y'all are angry, it's because of rejection. You're trying to deal with anger, but you ain't dealing with the rejection. So that's why you keep being angry and angry and angry over and over again. And you're quoting scriptures and dealing with anger. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, girl. No, you're going to keep on being angry because you ain't dealt with the root of why you're angry. You keep pulling scriptures on being angry, but that's the fruit. You got to get to the root. And that's why you always angry. Somebody can look at you wrong and you angry. Somebody can ask you something and you're angry. Have you ever stopped to say, why am I so angry? I use little old me. Before I knew about rejection, my husband, no. Don't come up on me the wrong way. I may be quiet, but don't come up on me the wrong way. Because if I'm in a mood, don't come up on me and ask me nothing. Don't he ask me the time we're going to eat. It's food on the stove. Oh, y'all act like y'all don't know. Or, or, or ask you a question, you're looking at them wrong. Your continence done changed. The Bible says that King continence, he became wroth and his continence changed. That means his face changed. There was sadness. There was depression. So guess what? Rejection brings anger and depression. We miss it. How do we miss it? Because we're looking at the fruit and we're not getting to the root. Now, I double dog dare you to say, I ain't rejected. Or I don't have rejected. Let me put it this way, because you're not rejected by God now through Jesus Christ. But some of y'all sitting there telling me, I don't have rejection. When I get through with this teaching, you better recognize. Because everybody in this room have some rejection. In some way, form, or another. 
So we see that King became very angry and his countenance began to change. I'll ask men, men, how many of y'all have seen your wife's countenance change when you just look at her? Thank you, honey. He ain't ashamed. Just look at her wrong. Or I remember when I was going through, didn't know I had rejection, y'all. I'd be on the phone, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, God is good. And then my husband said, hey, what you want? Y'all ain't done it. Come on, act holy than thou. You know you done done it. Some of you got your head down, your husband probably hitting you. Or your husband probably want to hit you. Or men, let me get on you. How you do your wife, belittle her. Make her feel like she's nothing. Make her feel like you need to go get to them weight loss um, classes. Because you're trying to make her feel bad because you've been rejected. Oh, I'm going to help somebody out in here. See, we always put something on somebody else because we want to shine like a light. We want to be seen, heard, and attached to. And if I can't be seen, heard, and attached to, you surely, Julie, ain't going to be seen, heard, and attached to because I'm going to make you look bad. Oh, it's in the house. People make people look bad because they've been rejected. So they want to reject somebody else. Because I want somebody to see me, hear me, and be attached to me. So it went through Cain and his brother Abel. And God gave him the remedy, y'all. And he told Cain, he looked at his countenance and he asked Cain, why are you so angry? Why have your countenance changed? He said, if you do good, won't you be accepted? Oh, that didn't satisfy Cain. And God began to say, sin crouches at the door and wait on you but he said you can master sin he still refused God gave him the opportunity to change but Cain didn't want to change because Cain still wanted to be wicked and after the heavenly father have God ever talked to you and you know he's talking to you and you act like you're hearing him and then you go out and kill somebody let me tell you what killing somebody means with your mouth Oh, apostle, I ain't never killed nobody. You kill them every day with your mouth because of your anger, because of your rejection. You want them to feel like you are feeling, and all of a sudden you think you rid of something, and then it begins to come up out of you. So, Cain, let me tell you what else come from it. You see the anger. You see the depression. Oh, here come jealousy. I got to deal with the person that stood out more than me. That ain't going to happen up in here. So what did king do? He went after his own brother and he slew his brother because he was rejected. God rejected him but did not reject Abel. So now we're dealing with jealousy and now it done went to murder. See, you don't know. These things that you're holding on to, it's eventually going to kill you or somebody else. You better recognize today You better recognize what's holding you and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to get rid of that root that's holding you. Then the Lord began to show me again. Y'all remember Abraham, the father of all nations. Abraham wanted a son. We know that he got a son and his name was Isaac. But before he got Isaac, he slept with Hagar because his wife told him to sleep with Hagar. Men, let me tell you something. People say, I don't say nothing because I want peace in my home. That ain't peace. 
You bringing something in your home that's going to cause division in a home. Then when you got to get rid of what you listen to, it's hard for you to do. Can I get some amens? You don't have to. Anyway, so we look at Abraham and how Abraham slept with Hagar. Come on, what man? A wife give the man permission. Go sleep with that woman. They ain't even going to fuss. The daughter shut behind them. They slept with the woman. She ended up having a child. You know what happened? She began to be despised in Sarah's eyes. Come on, women. Come on, Sarah began to despise Hagar. So Hagar left. Y'all know what God told Hagar? Go back and be submissive unto Sarah. So y'all know what Abraham had to do in order for Ishmael to be a part of his household? He had to circumcise Ishmael. And Ishmael, he would get the same blessing from his father Abraham. But then look what began to happen again. After Isaac was born, Sarah saw how Ishmael was mocking Isaac, which was the promised seed. So Sarah told Abraham, you're going to have to get that woman and that child out of this house. Oh, man. Now, she the one told him to sleep with her. But now she's saying, get him out of my house. See, two nations cannot be in the same house. So guess what happened? He's going to go to God. Abraham, a good man. He went to God instead of going to another man. Because you went to another man that was saying, you tell that woman. That you don't have to put your son out your house. But he went to God and God said, do like Sarah said. And God explained it. So Abraham had to cast away his son. There go rejection through Ishmael. Y'all know that Ishmael represents the Ishmaelites. It represents um, Islam over there in Arabia, right? Guess what they're doing now, the Muslims? They're trying to do things to get into heaven. Rejection want to be seen, heard, and attached to. Over there, they say you got to save yourself. Jesus can't save you. So what they do when they fast, they fast from sun up to sundown. They wear certain things to be accepted. And Ishmaelites mean submission. So they have to submit to everything Allah Muhammad says. Outside of the will of God. So they're trying to work their way into heaven. That's what rejection does. It tried to work its way into somebody's life by being seen, heard, and attached to. We got Abraham, right? Do y'all see how that go through the bloodline? Then we're going to go a little bit further. We look at Moses and how Moses, he, he was delivering Egypt. Was he not delivering the people out of Egypt? But what had to happen was she hid Moses because Pharaoh wanted to kill the children, the, the um, boy ch- child, the children. But what she did, she hid him. But then she took and she let him go um, to Pharaoh's daughter. But guess what that was? That seemed like abandonment. Because even though she was doing the will of the father, he was sent away from his family. But God had a plan, didn't he? How do I know this is true with Moses? Because when God was calling Moses to himself and God was telling him to deliver the people out of Egypt, Moses was saying, they're not going to believe me. Who am I to deliver these people? Insecurity comes with rejection. You look at yourself as not being capable or not having the ability to do what needs to be done. Not only insecurity. He said, I can't speak well. That's insecurity. But guess what God did? God helped Moses with that. So there's Moses. 
Then we go a little bit further, y'all. I'm helping you with rejection because some people say I don't have it. So we go a little bit further, and then we go into the life. I'm going to Saul. When God was telling um, them they rejected God as being their king, they rejected Samuel as being their king, come on, rejection. Here it is again. Not good enough. God wasn't good enough, apostle. Samuel wasn't good enough, apostle. We want what everybody else got. Is that not rejection? Rejection want to be seen, heard, and attached to. This one not good enough, that one not good enough. It got to be better than what they have. So they got Saul as king. But in 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, dealing with Saul, this is what was going on with Saul. When he was being told about being king, he said, our tribe is the least tribe. He was putting down the smaller tribe. So he had insecurity in him. Rejection was already there in Saul. So when God made him king and God gave him things to do, he was being disobedient to God. He was trying to take things upon himself to get it done outside of how God wanted it done. First of all, doing a sacrifice when he didn't supposed to do it, a priest supposed to do it. So he was taking it upon himself. Next thing it was, I want you to kill, you know, the Amalekites. What did he do? He didn't do all of what God told him to do. Rebellion was there. Finally, God said, you know what? He said, you rejecting my command, I'm rejecting you as king. So he couldn't be king no more. The anointing wasn't on his life no more. If you're wondering why God anointing is not present upon your life, it's because you're rejecting what God wants you to do and you're trying to do it yourself. And this is why you're not seeing yourself move in what God has given you to do. So when he rejected him, guess what? Y'all know what happened. It was a fight with the Philistines. Old David come in on the scene. But David was anointed first before he come in on the scene. When he defeated Goliath, and after he did that and defeated him, guess what? They began to say, David killed 10,000. Saul, we ascribe to him 1,000. All of a sudden, Saul became very angry, very jealous, Because he said, next, he's going to want the kingdom. Saul, you idiot. He already had it. He just hadn't been put in position. He couldn't even see what was going on because of rejection. Saul got rejected. Guess what else happened to Saul? Being that he was rejected, we see what was happening. There was jealousy there. And the Bible says that he had paranoia. Paranoia is when you begin to see things. That, that is not there. That's not right. That's what rejection does. He began to see David do things against him that David wasn't doing. He became so suspicious of David that he acted like David is out to get me. When David wasn't out to get Oh, come on. That's rejection. Rejection has paranoia. It has suspicion in it. You're looking all the time. You get very suspicious. Nobody can ask you a question. If they ask you a question, why you ask me that? Why are you looking at me that way? And then you begin to see stuff that nobody else don't see. That's rejection, y'all. You begin to say, that's what you said, and that ain't what I said. That's rejection, y'all. The root of paranoia, the root of suspicion, the root of jealousy and envy, the root of anger comes from rejection. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. So guess what? It dealt with, dealt with Saul up to his death. And that's what the enemy wants. So this is what I'm telling you. Rejection will come in and you will see symptoms. Let me give you another um, symptom of rejection. Lust. Lust comes through rejection. 
How do I know? Because when you want love, you go and find it through a male or female. You finding that love through a person, meaning that I want somebody to love me. So what you do, you go find this male, and if that male don't love you right, you go to another male. If that male don't love you right, you go to another male. Now you got a spirit of perversion. Come through rejection. What you're looking for is love. See, what we, what we miss is love. When we know the love of God, we will know that we're not rejected. We've been accepted. So that's where you get the spirit of perversion from because it comes from being rejected. And especially in relationships when you're in love with a male or female and you love them so much and all of a sudden they hurt you. They hurt you to the point that it's, a, it's just bad. And you wouldn't think that they would hurt you like that. So what you do is you become angry and you bury that anger. But that anger end up coming out when somebody come up at you. When they try to, um, you know, come up at you or say something against you and all of a sudden the anger come out at them because you've been suppressing the anger from someone that you thought loved you. You were rejected from that person. So all your life you carrying that anger, but you're not recognizing where that anger is coming from. And it also come through when you have that, then you go try to find somebody that can love you. I'm here to tell you nobody can love you like God. I don't care what you go after, you will not find that love. That love comes from him. It is in no man and no woman. I'll give you an example. I had saw this movie. It was called Torn. I don't know if anybody saw it. But I believe God was setting this up even for what I was teaching. This woman and this man was married for 12 years, had a nice home, had nice careers, had it going on. This woman wanted to do hair. The husband didn't have time to help her with a business plan. So the coach that was coaching her son, she asked him because he was a barber. They end up in, her, in his home. They end up kissing. She left the home because she knew it was wrong. Then she kept seeing him. The husband kept watching her how she was eyeing this man. Then next thing you know, they end up in the bed. When the husband followed her, saw her kissing him, the man saw her go in the house. She lied to the husband. She said, you think I'm going to give up 12 years for that? So the husband was torn. He was like, you ain't going to go in no man's house. You ain't going to be kissing on no man to tell me you ain't slept with that man. I have not slept with that man. So the husband was torn. He was trying to get advice. So he went to this other man, and the man said, do like she did. Older man, do what she did. And he said, no. He, he said, so is that what happened with your marriage? He said, well, I cheated on my wife, and then she cheated on me. Now we're even, but we're still together. Ain't no even in Stephen and no marriage. Trying to get even, but still looking for love. So the next thing that happened with this whole thing was they're trying to get, um, you know, tell him to do that. He said, well, I'll give you another scenario. He said, your son is small now. Wait till he get in high school, then leave him. So he telling him what to do. He wasn't in agreement with that. So he went home to talk to his wife. And his wife told him, she said, I'm so sorry, nothing happened. So he looked at her. He said, for 12 years, I have never messed with a woman, never been with a woman. You are my life. You are my world. And for you to do this. And she said, well, I had one guy. This is the key. I had one guy when I was younger, and I loved him so. It was such a spark with this guy. But he hurt me. He done me wrong. So she said, you know, 
you know, I didn't have this spark. He said, you never had a spark with me? She said, no, you were just there. You always was there. You done everything for me. I could count on you. So I said, you were my husband. So he said, you never really loved me. She couldn't really answer him. She said, only thing I know is I know we're supposed to be together. At the end of this show, this man had met another woman and they just talked, had the opportunity to sleep with her. And he said, I got to go home because he knew it was wrong. But then when he was home waiting on his wife to get home, his phone rang. It was his wife. He heard the wife on the other end telling the man she had to end it. She couldn't sleep with him no more. She come home and he said, you lied. You butt called me. Your sin will find you out, people. One way or the other. Guess who the woman end up going back to? The man she slept with. What am I saying to you? It come through rejection. When you're rejected and you try to find love and that man don't love you, I don't care how many years you've been married, if you don't deal with that root, another man or woman going to come in your life and you're going to go after it because you ain't dealt with rejection. You're trying to find a man, you're trying to find a woman, but you need to find Jesus and really find him. So rejection is deep, y'all. Rejection has many things that's attached to it, and the enemy don't want you to see it. He wants you to keep looking for love in things. And things is not going to give you what you need. And until you get to know the love of God, you're going to still be looking for a male. You're going to look for a female. You're going to look for clothes. You're going to look for new hairstyles. You're going to be looking all over the place, but it's still going to be a void. You probably married right now, and you still got a void in your life. The man is whining you, dining you, giving you flowers, buying you clothes, buying you houses, buying you everything, and it's yet not enough because you're feeling a void. It's because you reject it. But the solution to all of this is knowing who you are now that you're in Christ. Do y'all see how many things are attached to rejection? If you do not know God's love and truly know his love, you're going to remain angry. Some people say, I don't know why I'm angry. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Rejection also comes from a mother and a father. When we look at rejection, it, it was already there. Because it came with sin. Satan was rejected, so he wanted all us to be rejected. So when a man and a woman come together, and they end up having a child, and the woman is carrying that child, and she's been rejected, the man's been rejected, the baby's going to come out rejected. And even while the baby's in the womb, if the man is saying, I don't want a girl, I want a boy. This is why you have uh, men and women trying to be opposite sex. Because the father and the mother is speaking over that child. Say, I want a boy. I want a boy. I want a boy. Boom. There go a girl. So that girl is coming out thinking, I'm a boy. Because that's all the girl heard was she was a boy. Because she was rejected of who she really is. Y'all, this is serious business. And we're wondering why you got boys dressing up like girls and girls dressing up like boys. It starts in the womb. And we put that on them. Or when a woman is pregnant and the man said, I don't want that child. But the woman said, I'm going to keep the child. But the woman is feeling rejected while she's carrying the child. When the child come out, the child's going to have some resistance from the mother because the child already knew that they were rejected. 
the seed was already planted with the enemy. Or children that grow up in a home that father and mother don't love each other. They always fight and they always cutting the food. They can't even raise their children because they ain't been raised, don't know what love is. So they're telling that child, you know, you ain't going to be nothing. You're going to be just like your daddy. You look like him. I don't even want you in my house. Why are you still here? Because the woman is mad at the husband. Or the husband mad at the wife. Telling the daughter, no man ain't going to want you. Because you got ways like your mama. You're going to be stupid. You don't learn like your other siblings. It's always that in a home. You ain't smart like this one. You don't act like that one. You'll never have anything. So that child already have the seed of rejection there. But the enemy is making sure that the root take place. That child become angry. And that child begin to look for a father figure. And a man. Not only a boyfriend, but I need a sugar daddy. I need somebody that's going to love me like my father. I need somebody that's going to take care of me like they should take care of me. So now you got a daddy, you got a friend, you got a husband, you got a boyfriend, you my all in all, and the man can't breathe. And he wondering why? Because she's rejected. Or your family couldn't take care of you and they give you to somebody else. Even though they give you to a loving home, rejection still hits you. Because the enemies say you wasn't needed, you wasn't wanted. Or one of your parents died, like one of mine died. My grandmother, my grandfather tried to be there for me, but rejection was still there. They couldn't do me like a mother could do me. I was missing that love, so I looked for it somewhere else. Come on, y'all, this is real. This is so real. And sometimes people tell you, you know I loved you. No, you didn't. Not the way you treated me. Or they'll treat one sibling better. You need to be like that one. And you try to meet up to that one, but that's not you. You're the rebellious one. But the one they call them rebellious is not the one that want the love. That ain't the one that mess up first. Because they put all their trust in this one. Rejection is in the house. And God wants you to recognize it before it's too late. Rejection will have you in such a place that you don't want to be with nobody. That you want to shut yourself off. And I want to tell you something. Sometimes the enemy use this trick too. We look at people like they don't want to be with us. But people look at you like you don't want to be with them. We want to be accepted in a certain crowd that God said ain't acceptable. So you will never be in that crowd. But you try so hard to get in that crowd. And when they don't accept you, then rejection hit home harder. Nobody want to be with me. I don't have no friends. But see, if you knew the love of God, it don't matter. Because you know that God loves you outside of how anybody treats you. You turn into him, not turn into man. Rejection wants somebody to hear me, see me, be attached to me. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want you to attach to me. And as long as you're looking for that, you're missing the love of God. Come on, I know I'm talking right. Because the Lord said it's in the house of God. And this is why leaders can't be leaders. This is why people is trying to out-sing people, out-usher people, out-teach people. 
people because they want people to see them. I want it to be about me. We do have givers in the body of Christ, amen, because it's a motivational gift. But the Lord began to show me this. Okay, before I say this, do not let guilt and condemnation come upon you. Sometimes we give to feel needed, to feel wanted. And when you stop giving and don't feel needed and wanted, you go in a stupor. Did you really give because you wanted to give or you gave because you wanted people to see you? Because if you give with the heart of God, if they turn away from you, it ain't going to stop what you do. I know I'm talking right. Some people serve in church because they want to be attached to. People do what they do in church, not because they're doing it with the love of God. It's because I got the show. Look at me. Some people want to get up there, they want to sing, they want to dance because they want somebody to say, oh, you've done well. But when they don't say, you mad. Now you're talking about what somebody else didn't do. All in the body of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, God, all in your business. And if you don't deal with this rejection, it leads to suicide. You killing people with your mouth because you want people to see you more than you want people to see them. Y'all, I done dealt with rejection. I know when it's coming. And guess what? Sometimes that's tough love to get it out of some people because they act like, ain't nothing wrong with me. Some people can't even say, I love you. Some people can't even tell their children, I love you. It's hard. And when, you, when, when it comes to the lip, you back off of it because your heart don't know love. It's so easy to say, I love you. That's how I raised my children from little on up. I love you. Good night. I love you. And every time we see each other, I love you. Good night in the same house. Good night. Love you. Turn off the light. Love you. And now my son with his kids, when he be saying, baby, I lo-, I'm like, who you calling baby? He looking at his kids. Now, I love you. And then when she see people, I love you. See, the way you rear a child and they know what love is. Love don't just give just to get attention. Love, give outside of how you feel. So outside of how I'm feeling, I'm going to love you. I'm not going to do nothing to be accepted. Some people say, you still saying you ain't got rejection. So let me hit you with something else. Boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. When you have a boyfriend and that boyfriend began to reject you in some kind of way, then you began to go do something to get acceptance in another kind of way. Y'all know what the other kind of way is. Trying to dress in, inappropriately or trying to do things that you know don't look right, but you want that man to know why you're walking with him. Somebody else want this. You dress all up and you got him thinking you're doing it for him, but you want him to know somebody else want this. Did you see that? And you're trying to say, baby, baby, don't mess with that. No, you like, get in. Because if they don't notice you, you so stuck on you, you're going to let them know somebody else want this. Right. 
I'm going to go back to marriage when you're carrying a child. And that man don't give you the time of day. And that man ain't with you all the time while you're carrying that child. Rejection is setting in. The man ain't here to help me get through what I'm going through. I'm always by myself. That child is feeling that rejection and that wound from you. Because that man ain't where he need to be. He may be supplying the money, but he ain't giving the love behind it. So you feeling alone. Rejection brings loneliness, y'all. Now, through this teaching, don't go write a, a bill of divorcement. They're yours now. So what you got to do is get in the word of God and know what God's love is. And you can love them just like God and you can keep them. Love don't give up on a marriage. Love don't sleep with somebody else. Don't say you love me and you've been in the bedroom with somebody else. That ain't love. You're saved, sanctified self. We need to understand what the root is. The root is rejection. Women, you cannot make a man love you. They can't even love themselves because the father wasn't there with them so now they're angry because the father was not there or the father is treating the mother in a way he shouldn't treat the mother so that husband is taking his hurt out on you and beating on you and they tell you baby forgive me you know I I, I do this because I love you I got a black eye because you love me let me take a picture this is what love means and every time he hits you just take a picture and put it on the refrigerator you love me Monday through Friday, they go to bruises. That's what love does. Love beat me up. Love abused me. But then, honey, we need some counseling. Let's go to counseling. I don't need no counseling. I know what I, 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 I can quit anytime. I can quit. But the problem is he's growing up wanting to be like his father because he got rejected from the father. So that's what the father done. So that's what he think he need to do to a woman. Father wasn't there to raise me. I had to raise myself. So when he get a good woman, don't know how to treat that woman because all the anger that's coming from what the father did, the woman is getting it because the woman is truly loving the man. She's fixing the man food. And guess what? The father, when he saw his mother fix the the father food, he threw the plate. I don't want this mess. So you fixing food, washing clothes, loving on the man, give the man a nice plate. He looked down. I don't want the mess. Didn't I tell you I don't like it cooked like that? And you're saying, what's wrong with me? Guess what the enemy trying to do? Make you feel rejected. Because they're rejected. So now you crying, you in tears. He don't want me. Who you with? I'm doing everything I need to do. You ain't doing enough. You need to look at yourself. rejection going through everything you do ain't good enough that's because the man been rejected you can't heal him the only one that can heal him is Jesus that's why there need to be a separation let the healing begin you cannot stay with somebody that's abusing you mentally and physically mentally abuse is just as bad as hitting you then what happens is when you go out in public you got anxiety because you worrying about what people thinking of you. Do they see my bruises? 
And some of you don't have bruises, but on the inside you're hurting so bad that you isolate yourself because you don't want people to know what's going on. You put up a wall. You don't want people to get close to you. You don't want people to know how your childhood was. But God is bringing this in this house today to let you know rejection is the root of everything that you're going through. That's the biggest root, y'all. Like I said, lust is in um, rejection, anger, jealousy, insecurity, anxiety. All of that is their paranoia, suspicion. All of that is under the root of rejection. If you get that root of rejection, how do I get it? Knowing the love of God. When you know that you've been accepted by God, God said you already been accepted in the beloved. You have been already adopted by God. And you didn't have to do nothing but accept what he's already done. You have already been chosen. God done all these things for you. He accepted you when you wasn't acceptable. God loved you because he gave up his life for you. That's why the Bible say, for God so loved the world. It didn't say you. It say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. He proved, he demonstrated his love for you by yet when you was a sinner, Christ died for you. I don't know about you. But nobody can give you that love like God can. Because his love is so unconditional. No matter how many times you mess up. He said, baby, I paid for that. No matter how many times you hurt somebody. He said, baby, I paid for that. Now, the only thing I want you to do is get in the word and know what I paid for. And turn from what you're doing and love somebody the way I love you. Love those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. If you want to win somebody back, then you got to know the love of God. You don't just do it because I say this is what you need to do. You get into the word of God and let the word get in you and you will begin to do what the word is telling you to do. Don't just do anything just to be seen, heard, and attached to. It don't last. And if you wait on somebody that's rejected to tell you, good job, keep waiting till Jesus comes. Because they can't tell you that. Because they're not love themselves. When they don't know love, y'all, they can't give you love. You know how we depend on people so much. Really, depend on them. Because you have become attached to them. That's what you call soul ties. When you attach yourself like Jonathan and David did, they, you know, attached themselves by blood covenant. And, and through that blood covenant, it was not only between them two, but it was between their sons and their daughters. So they had to keep that covenant with one another. This is how it is with couples. When you begin to date and you begin to come together and you lay in with them before marriage and not even knowing if that's your husband or your wife, you become attached to those people. That means you have soul ties with those people. If you lay down with a person that don't know yesterday from tomorrow, you're going to wake up confused too. I'm going to help you. If you lay down with a person angry, you're going to wake up angry. Lay down with a person depressed, you're going to wake up depressed. You're going to be waking up saying, what in the world happened to me? I wasn't like this before I laid down. Duh. Anybody you 
lay with is what you attach to. That's why you better know who you laying with. Because on top of what you're dealing with, you're going to deal with what they're dealing with. That's why those soul ties have to be broken. How do you break those soul ties? You got to acknowledge that you have tied yourself to something or someone you should not have tied yourself to. And that stuff has to be broken off. How? Through the word of God. Come on. Sleep with somebody who got a spirit of perversion. Next thing you know, you, you done broke up with the person, but you everywhere. And you're wondering what in the world is going on. Because whatever they attach themselves to, that's what you're going to attach yourself to. Another thing that rejection come in through rape. When a person get raped, when they get molested, they begin to isolate themselves and saying, it was my fault. This is all because of me. They look at themselves as unneeded, unwanted, not being. See, the enemy got it all wrapped up in rejection, y'all. Everywhere you look at it, you see rejection. I'll give you another example. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you wore something to church and nobody never say, you look nice. You go back home and you got to find out, did you really look nice today? Because you felt like you looked nice with your pretty self. And nobody in church said you look nice. So now you're worried about your outfit. So you got to call somebody to ask them, did you look? And especially your husband didn't tell you you look nice. So now you're really rejected. Couldn't even tell you what you had on. And then they can look at Sister Deborah and say, Sister Deborah had on a nice green dress. What color is my dress? Oh, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all know. Come on, let's be real. A man can look at a woman and tell you exactly what they got on men. You better look at your wives today. You better look at your wives today. You're going you're to be tested. You're going to be tried. Go and get you a good look and see what they had on. Describe that thing. Angel looking at, look at me. Because if you don't, rejection is coming home with you. Rejection left out the house with you. So this is why you got to know the root so you can deal with the fruit. You kill the root, the fruit is dead. So God wants you to deal with this rejection, y'all, because the body of Christ cannot move forward in the things of God because you're so rejected that you quit paying tithes. You quit coming to church because I should have been the one doing that, not them. I do better than them. They go pride in there. You feeling rejected, so you putting them down because you want to look good. That's why you still sitting down. Because you don't want to deal with what's dealing with you. Y'all is all in the church. But everybody want to do something sometime, right? Everybody want to be seen, heard, and attached to sometime. So this is why you got to get in a place with God. To be able to recognize what you're dealing with so you can deal with it. You have the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. He's your teacher. Don't be afraid to say, Holy Spirit, do I have rejection in me? Don't shake your head and not hear what he's saying. Because God then gave you the word that's in the house. And until you deal with it, it's going to keep dealing with you and you're going to keep dealing with others out of the will and out of the way of God. God is about love. And the only way we can deal with each other, y'all, is through the love of God. This is why no matter what somebody do to you, you're supposed to show God characteristics. 
you are known by the fruit that you bear. You cannot say you serving God and you bearing anger, being angry. You bearing bitterness. You bearing offense. That's Satan. That's not God. You done tapped into the kingdom of darkness, not the kingdom of light. You are known by the fruit that you bear. People see your face and how your face look when your mouth ain't saying nothing. People already know you're angry when you ain't even open your mouth. And then you'll sit there saying, I ain't angry. <laughs> snap, snap. So we have to understand. I remember my husband used to tell me how my face used to look. And I remember I was at work one day and the Lord said, I'm going to show you your face. And I'm like, how are you going to show me my face? I ain't looking in no mirror. Oh, Lord, y'all, he showed me my face. Ah, Jesus. I need some help. He said, that's how you look. That's not representing me. And the reason I looked that way, because I was rejected. Rejected on my job. I had rejection. It was always there. So when you really are rejected, you always trying to prove yourself. You always trying to make people feel like, I know. You always trying to do stuff better than anybody else. Um, they were talking about uh, Michael Jackson done an interview. And the reason why I'm calling out his name, because that's already out there. He did an interview and he was talking to this rabbi and he was good in dancing. He was good in singing. Everything that Michael Jackson done was over the top. And people was trying to figure out how is this man like this? And Michael explained to them, he said, the reason why I do what I do, because I want to be loved. He said, I want to receive that love. And he said, the main reason is because I didn't have the love of my father. He said, so I want to get love from everybody else. Do y'all see how popular this man was? And he took his life because he wanted to be seen, heard, and attached to. And all his money and all his fame couldn't give him what he liked. So that's why he turned to everything and everybody. And he took the drugs to soothe over how he was feeling. And it got so his body was so used to the drugs, it didn't do him no good. But it took him out. What am I saying to you? No matter what you take, no matter what you do. Now, let, let me clear something up. I am not telling you to get off your medication. <laughs> Understand me. Because some of you need some help. Until you really let the word get into you. Some of you need some help. <laughs> That's your help that comes on. So until the Holy Ghost come on, keep doing your help. If that's what helped you, praise Jesus. But I'm here to tell you that it's not taking care of your root. Because when you wake up, you're going to have the same thoughts. You're going to have the same feelings. And guess what they try to do? Tell me how you feel today. How you think I feel? I'm in your office. Ain't no, why don't you tell me how I feel? And then they'll say, I believe you're feeling kind of angry. For real? I come out all the way up in here for you to tell me I'm angry. I already know I'm angry. You ain't figured out why I'm angry? Your hour ain't up yet. Y'all, if I got paid, for all the people I deal with, me and my husband deal with, y'all, I'd be rich. I'd be rich. I ain't lying. Y'all, I'd be rich. Rich, 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 rich. Maybe I need to start charging by the hour. I ain't lying. Because them psychiatrists getting more money than the church. They is. 
doctors, lawyers, getting more money than the church. When all that failed, they come back to the church. I need thee, oh, oh, Lord, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, come, help me now, my Savior. I need thee. Then after you get a little bit happy, after you get you a little bit of word, nobody see thee. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. They just sweep you to the side until they get back in another rut. But God never leave you, nor forsake you. He don't reject you in your time of need. I don't care where you are. He said, call on me. He said, I'll be there. But you got to trust him. You got to rely on him. You got to depend on him. You got to know that he is God. And he changed not. So no matter what your situation is, when your mother and father, the Bible said, they will forsake you. But God will pick you up. So if you've been forsaken by family, I'm here to tell you, God is here to pick you up. If you've been forsaken by husband, wife, children, dogs, whatever it may be, God said he's here to pick you up. Quit living in yesterday. Quit living in your past. You can't change your past. And quit asking that man, why didn't you love me? Because he couldn't. He can't love himself. And quit asking them like, um, Oprah come to you told Hoppo <laughs> to beat me. Quit asking all them questions. And get into the word of life. Quit waiting on that man to hold you. He can't hold you. He can't hold himself. He can't even hold down a job. You waiting on something that you ain't going to get. I found the right man, y'all. Y'all see him at the movies laughing. You see him on Facebook. Look at this is my boo. This is my boo. Month later, who's that? Oh, this is the real boo. We're going to get married. I see married now. Yo, reject itself. That's why you got Facebook. Facebook is for the ones that need love. Because Facebook posts everything that go on in their life because they want some love. They've been rejected. Who want to know where you at? Who want to know what you bought? They didn't pay for it. Oh, I'm up here in the emergency room. And... They ain't going to pay your bill. And they ain't going to come see you. Except for Facebook. Oh, that's good enough for you. See me. Hear me. Be attached to me on Facebook. Oh, I forgot about Snapchat. Jack. What you call it? They got all kind of social media out there. My kids laugh at me. You find it on that thing y'all talking about. Snapchat. Jack. I don't know what you call it. But that's what you do. You can't get them over there. Uh, Twitter, Twitter. What is it, Twitter? I don't think it's too many people on that, is it? They find where all the movement is. It's a lot of people up there too, babe. See, I don't know about all that. I get up there to check Miracle Temple account. I get lost. And you keep on, you be lost and somebody else be, what? When they die? 
Jesus, come, come, I better get off here because I'm going to find out something else. If you spend more time on Facebook than you spend with God, that's who your idol is. Don't even tell me you up there encouraging someone. I don't want to hear that lie. I bind that lie in the name of Jesus. You know it's somebody up there that need a encourage. You going up there because you nosy. Ain't nothing about no encouraging word. You going up there to get in somebody's business. I dare you to shut it down for seven days. You be trembling. You have anxiety. Because you done got addicted to it. I'm telling you the truth. You'll be done picked up something and be like, oh, I'm on Oh, Lord. Deal with rejection. And you won't be everywhere trying to get somebody attention. Rejection want attention. And rejection end up in covetousness and end up in greed. Because when somebody bought something, you got to go buy it. Because you want what they got. All of it is tied up, y'all, in rejection. So today is your day. And the price has already been paid for you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the price that was paid is for you not to be rejected, but for you to be loved. And God said, I want to love on you today. I want to just overshadow you in this place with my love. But the first thing you got to do is admit it so you can quit it. Some of y'all feel shame because you don't want people to know you rejected. They already know by how you talk, by the questions you ask. Because if they're in the spirit, they know where you at. They know what you're dealing with. So God is bringing this in here today to let you know you can be loose from this today. You can be loose. So the altar, oh, here go the scary part. Oh, Lord, I can do this at my seat. I don't have to come up to no altar. There she is. Come on, come up to an altar. Come on, now you're running from God again. I'm like this, y'all. When I was in my mess and and I, I couldn't wait for him to call me, I'm ready. Go ahead. I don't care if they know my name. But the altar is open today. God has already shifted the atmosphere for you, letting you know that he loved you outside of you. And I promise you on today, through this word that has come through this house, that God has already broken. He has already come to set the captives free today. So if you know that you're dealing with any little bit of rejection, guess what? God has already set it up. Only thing you got to do, I'm going to tell you what Peter had to do. Come. Athea. And guess what? He's going to do what he need to do. This is trusting him. Because he said sin lies at the door. And it waits on you. He said, but you can master it. 